Hey friends, welcome to the brand new Rutgers Chi Alpha podcast. Here's a small recording from our recent Monday Night Live meeting. Hope you enjoy. So uh, welcome. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about missions once again tonight because Chi Alpha really passionately believes in sharing the message of Jesus all over the world and does partner with missionaries and sends thousands of students Chi Alpha nationally around the globe every year on short and long-term missions trips. In fact, the spring break, as Elizabeth and Jennifer had talked about, we want our virtual mission trips to place, a place that would be really difficult to get into over spring break or even any other time of the year. It's a war-torn country with over 95% of the country without a gospel witness. Mm -hmm. But tonight, we got the Powells in the house, okay? Hey. Uh, yeah, you know, I got the opportunity to meet Jennifer, no, to meet Hannah, a couple of years ago when I was re-pioneering Kayapa, went down to this little place in Huntsville, Texas. Anybody ever hear of Huntsville? All right, it is so big you could drive through it and blink and you'd miss, mm -hmm. you'd miss the whole town of Huntsville. Yeah. Actually, maybe a little bit bigger than that, but uh, it's only there four, is, four exits. That's it. It's four exits? That's it. And that's passing the huge Sam Houston statue. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that idol that people worship. Yeah, the Sam Houston statue. There are 12 prisons, though. <laughs> See, that's what true. A, what a, it's a great place to raise kids. What a, what a, a place, place. What a place. Come on down. Yeah, absolutely. I actually lost my cell phone uh, a year and a half ago in a alligator swamp in Huntsville. I was kayaking. Wow. It jumped over, and I didn't go after it. You know. Oh. That's smart. Yeah. Occasionally, I get a good idea. And that hey. was <laughs> so what we all don't know, what a lot of people don't know, is that this little school in Huntsville, Alabama, probably has sent um, on the verge of maybe a thousand missionaries. I don't know what the actual number is. Hannah, would you mm. actually have an idea? Well, I, um, I think we, we in 2020, we had done 235 CMIT interns. And then um, it was that's like that. So those were, they had counted the CMIT. So I haven't, I don't know the world missionaries right now, but. So what God has been doing in that Chi Alpha at Sam Houston University, Sam Houston State has been really, truly, really, truly remarkable. So why don't you uh, guys tell us where your story of coming to your place of following Jesus and what was that like in college for you? And obviously you guys got married a couple of years ago. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So yes. uh, what was it? What was this like? How did you find Jesus? How did you how did you get into this whole Chi Alpha business when you were going to college? For sure. Well, I'll start. It's only it's because it's really cool that I'm back in New Jersey because my grandparents actually were missionaries from England to New Jersey and they planted churches in the 60s and they planted AG churches here. So um, but then the reason we moved to Texas, it was actually really sad. My, there was a, my grandfather, uh, he left my grandma. So my family like broke apart and, um, my mom moved me down to Texas. So basically she moved as far away as she could to, down to Texas. And we didn't go to an AG church. We went, we grew up going to a Baptist church and it was a great church. But so when I got to college, I went to Sam Houston because, um, 
because basically I didn't have to write an essay. Okay. So these are the people that go to Sam Houston. All right. There's like not a whole lot of drive here. All right. It's like 95% acceptance rate. Yeah. Yeah. So I go to Sam Houston, tiny school. I had really no desire to walk with Jesus. Um, I just, yeah, just really didn't have a desire. And at within the first few weeks, there was small group leaders from Chi Alpha who met me and yes. um, started to- Praise the Lord. Yes, praise the Lord. My story though is um, for some, maybe some of you who might be maybe flaky, a little bit flaky, or you know some people who are a little bit flaky, maybe they're not here tonight. That was me. So it took four years. It took four small group leaders and probably about 25 people in Chi Alpha over the course of four years to, um, to just get me to, I you don't know. stop going to the club. Yeah. So it was my senior year of college and the Lord basically said like, Hannah, like, do you really want to know me? Like, do you really want to walk with me? And I just said, yes. And he said, okay, then let's, let, let's do it. And so my senior year, um, I felt like the Lord, I had had all my plans and, and my, what I'd wanted for my life. And he just said, would you lay down your small ideas and, um, and trust me with your life. And so I did the CMIT internship and um, I thought I would just give one year um, to serve Chi Alpha and it turned into 12. So um, we have been, at, we've been serving um, Chi Alpha down at St. Houston for the last 12 years. And I hit, don't regret one, one minute of just laying down what I thought my future would look like. So that was my story of walking with Jesus and my first yes to ministry um, about 12, 15 years ago. Yep. We say it's the best job we've ever had, work with Kalfa. Yeah. <laughs> so my story is very similar. Uh, got to college, was burnt out on God. I really thought Jesus was boring. I grew up in the church my whole life and didn't see too much to be excited about. So I came to school and then I met some people that talked about Jesus all the time. And they talked about how they knew him. And they talked about that they heard his voice. And I seriously thought this, there's a famous case in Houston where a former NASA astronaut she actually murdered all her children and she said that god told her to, this is like a dark story she said that god told her to do that so seriously when i met these catholic people small group leaders and students and they started talking saying jesus speaks to me every day we spend time with him all the time that was kind of the connotation i had of these kind of spirit-filled people i was like i think they're a little crazy kind of like a nut job and i wasn't very excited to hang out with them but Honestly, I moved to a new town and uh, had no other, you know, I had like my Frisbee team friends and they just got drunk all the time. And I was kind of against drinking just morally for my parents, I was afraid of my parents. And then I had these Catholic friends who talked about Jesus all the time. They're worshiping Jesus outside of church. I, was, I thought it was so bizarre, but the more I spent time away from the, the drunken friends and with my Jesus loving friends, I just couldn't denied that they had a the fruits of the spirit i really couldn't deny it i didn't want to believe that they were right and i didn't want to believe that they weren't strange uh but they just loved me like a brother and accepted me and i at the end of that year i just asked them could you teach me how to know jesus like you know him and they said yes we'll walk you step by step and start with scripture they taught me how to pray taught me how to read the bible taught me how to worship and taught me how to win souls and just grateful i mean these are like 20 year old men that really profoundly impacted my life because they they just knew who jesus was and that changed everything and my first yes to the lord was my college years saying god i'm gonna win souls for you while i'm here and then my second yes was to ministry when god called me into ministry i said yes i don't want to do anything else and uh now we're 
going to the Muslim world and we're looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. And look, but it's the best job we've had. We love seeing students come to Christ and we believe y'all are world changers. Even if you don't believe it yourself, we believe it. I know Brian believes that. Mm -hmm. So we praise God for you guys. Glad yeah. to be with you tonight. I didn't quite finish my story. I'm so sorry. I mean, like go full circle, but Which my one? grandma who actually- are you talking about the one where you were going clubbing? I mean, because I've been to Huntsville. Um, what, what? It's the sketchiest club. It's the only one it's in East cool. Texas. It's terrible. It's not that cool. Creepers come from an hour or two hours away to come creep on college girls. It's really sick and gross. Yeah, it's not that cool. Okay, that's but, why there's 12 prisons. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yep. right. Yep. Basically, it's actually, Brian's actually met my grandma um, and my grandma really is the reason that pretty much any of us in my family walk with Jesus. So she wow. prayed for us. She prayed us. I didn't even know any of this, but she's just praying us into the kingdom. And so if this is really incredible for me to be back in New Jersey, um, obviously, you know, being with you guys in Kaiafa here, but then going to different churches because my family was really torn apart. Um, and then just a redemption story of now being a missionary and being up here and, and being able to redeem this. So my family, it's just really cool. So God redeems our families. Yes, true. All the craziness in our families. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so uh, let's get this right. You've really found a deeper relationship with Jesus during college, okay? Mm -hmm. A lot of people walk away from their faith, but yours deepened because of some people that just really loved you and ran after you. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's you right. You served on reaching the university at Sam Houston. Uh, I don't know if everybody knows, but most Texans think that um, Texas is its own country and there's actually 41 other states in the United States. Is, would you say that's true? It's accurate. Yeah, they're always talking about how they want us to see. So, yeah. Okay. They love true. Texas. So uh, you're leaving Texas to do what? You mentioned the, you mentioned the Arab, Arab world. What, why would you want to leave Texas? Uh, yeah, so uh, we were just spending time with the Lord, seeking a new direction. And uh, we had both wanted to go. We just had a passion and a burden to see Muslims come to Christ, even before we knew each other, just something God had worked in our lives. And this two summers ago, uh, we heard the Lord challenge us, asking us, do we believe that the Muslim world can be saved in our lifetime? And think about the next 50 years, God willing, that we have on the earth. And he challenged us with that and called us to go. He said, you've been sending students for the last 10 years. Now it's your turn to go. So it was just the call of God. We were looking for direction. And uh, he called us for service. And we're so grateful and, and honored that he would call us. But we've just seen uh, a ton of potential just in the Muslim world that each time we go, we've been probably on 10 or 12 short-term trips back and forth with students. And we just see there's a hunger there in the hearts of the Muslim world. And uh, Hannah actually had a, had a friend. Mm -hmm. that really kind of encapsulates the the spirit of North Africa specifically and we think the, the larger Muslim world. Yeah so uh, throughout our whole time at Sam Houston we um, I told the girls earlier we have quite a few international students that come to to Sam Houston and um, as you know it's like the tiniest town no public transportation so it's you're you they have no friends and they can't get around so um, so I had met a girl from Tunisia in 2010 and we became good friends and um, quickly into our friendship, she asked if I would take her to the Houston consulate. And so we go down there and when we get there, there's obviously something happening like this huge parade and something is going on. And um, I find out that just a few months before um, this time was what started the Arab Spring. So in 2010 um, in Tunisia, 
it started by a man set himself on fire and it started these huge riots. And in 21 days, the country came together and they overturned the government because they wanted a democracy. So it was good for Tunisia. It wasn't good for Syria and it, it spread across the Arab world. But this time was the first time in her country's history that she was getting to vote. So they'd opened up all these voting polls across the, you know, the world for Tunisian citizens. So it was really cool to get to, get to experience that with her. Um, and shortly after this, I found out that she was a key leader in the revolution in the southern part of Tunisia. And she just happened to come to Huntsville to play, get her master's degree, to get her master's <laughs> degree. And so long. So basically her friendship over the course of that year, she's she, we had tons of conversations about who Jesus was and and how she could know him. And she began to have dreams that year where a man would meet her in her dreams and say, if you want to know the way and the truth and the life, follow me. And so we'd show her where Jesus says that he's the way, the truth, and the life. And she left, she left Huntsville not making a decision to walk with Jesus. And but she she went back to Tunisia and she works for the US Embassy. So she is the ambassador from Tunisia to the United States. And I saw her last year, and, and last year was 10 years since the Arab Spring. And um, I got to see her and just ask her, you know, how, how are things? And she just said, we're so dissatisfied. You know, we thought that that would be the thing um, to bring us peace, to bring us hope um, and new governments and new jobs has not brought any, any satisfaction. And Matt and I just realized that this, there's a generation who are passionate and they, and they overturned longstanding governments and it spread across the Arab world. And many, many, many people got what they wanted, but it hasn't brought any satisfaction. And we just see that in North Africa specifically, there are people who are ready to, to change the world. Um, and, and we just, we want to, they, but they, we, we talked about it earlier with Iraq, they have no access to the gospel and um, they're pretty disillusioned with Islam and, um, and we want to go and bring. We want to give them a reason to shake things up again, but this time for, for Jesus, because they already overthrew the political part. Now it's like, hey, here's Jesus, meet him and overthrow the spiritual stronghold. And, and we believe they can do it because they already did it one time. Yeah. So we want to go give them that access and that chance. Yeah. That is absolutely phenomenal. Now, so you guys just got married a couple of years ago, but it's we not just the two of you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's kids. um. Oh yeah, show me yeah. We oh got yeah, three little kids, and you know God called them too, and they're gonna grow up over Can there. See this? Look at our family. There we go. Sorry. Yeah, the, we the biggest, uh, lankiest white children that exist probably. Yeah, we're we're not the we're not the smallest people. Yeah, we got married six years ago. <laughs> we have three children now, and um, and yeah, um, we believe that since the Lord gave us, gave them to us that God's calling them to, um, to come with us. So, yes. And they'll probably do better than we will at language and at evangelism. So we're, we're going to learn a lot from them. I think. <laughs> yeah. So how was that conversation going with your families that you're taking their grandchildren and mm -hmm. this young Brian. family to Tunisia? It's, it's caused a lot of tears mm -hmm. and, uh, we really, I mean, for us to go, it's kind of like anyone that works overseas or lives there. It's going to be hard for you, but it's always harder for the people you leave behind because then you're not there for holidays. You're not there for for them to see your kids grow up. Uh, so our families both knew this was kind of coming because we spent time in the Arab world multiple times and we were open to it. So it wasn't a surprise. It's just more like a man. This is why did you choose? Now? Yeah, not great timing. Yeah, my mom, when I when I told her, she's like, Hannah, she's like, I thought you would leave me 
long, long, long time ago. But then she was like, but why did you choose to do it now? Like when you have kids? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Mom. So you talk so. to God about it. We're, we're yeah. sorry. So they're pretty, um, yeah, they, they're not so, I know they're sad that we're going to leave, but they're for sure sad that we're dead. Hannah makes fun of my mom because she cries just when I drive back to Huntsville. She lives an hour and a half away from me. And every time my mom just cries tears when I leave to go come back home. So who knows what will happen when we actually leave, but uh, God will help them and it's, it's all worth it. So it's, yeah. well, just to let you know, good. if you drive an hour and a half in New Jersey, you can be in another state. I know. I know. Most people in Texas <laughs> drive an hour and a half, just go to the supermarket. It's true. <laughs> so true. can you tell us, is there a reason, um, you know, break this down? Why theologically, why would college students care about what ha what is happening around around the world um, and the gospel? Like, what so what does this have to do with with us? Mm -hmm. It's a great question. Um, I feel like we could start in Genesis and we could just take you all the way through Revelation, which we won't do, but um, just to see that God is all throughout the Bible like a missional God, and mm -hmm. He cares about the lost and he cares about the foreigner. But I was thinking um, just Chi Alpha, the, the, the verse that's derived from our name is um, in 2 Corinthians 5. And um, I'll just read just a little bit, but um, a little bit before the, the verse about Christ the ambassadors, it says, for Christ's love compels us because we're convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And Paul goes on and then he, and then he talks about um, the ministry of reconciliation. Um, and then he talks about like, therefore we are Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. And so this is such an incredible chapter that you should, you should read it. But um, the beginning of this chapter talks about like the groaning, the groaning of the spirit. And so it's like this groaning for heaven and Dick Brogdon, he has a great book right now called Missionary God, uh, Missionary Bible. And he talks about how missions is the earthly groanings um, of longing for the day when all people can get to heaven. And by all, we mean all representatives from every tribe, every tongue, every nation. And so Paul, he, um, he's, he's always talking about the last days and the coming of Jesus. And which that's why we persuade all men and women to repent. And that's why we are Christ's ambassadors. And so just, just real quick, the, that, that verse where it says like for, for Christ's love compels us in the Greek, gr like grammatically, there's three, there's three, um, there's three meanings that, that, that could have. So the first one could be, um, it could mean that the love we have for the lost, that's what compels us. It could mean that the love we have for Jesus compels us, or it could mean that the love that Jesus has for the lost compels us to mission. So those are like the three meanings. So, but the first two we have to just discard because we quickly find out that there's many days that we don't love the lost yes. or anybody around us. And then, um, and then sadly, the second one we have to just, just um, put away too, because there's many days we don't love Jesus like we should either. So God's mission is too important for, a, for it to depend on our fickle like yeah, emotions. True. And so the third option is the reason that we go because God's love it never wanes. And we're thankful that the motivation for missions is God's unfailing love. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not based off of our feeble emotions. And, um, and so for, for all of us, like, I know you, you're, we're, we're talking about world missions, but as, as you go on your camp, I mean, 
all of us, like you are a missionary. And so um, we can't just be armed with our personal love for the lost because mm. it will fade. So those were the same yeah. things I was thinking. Yeah, we can't just be armed with compassion or compassion ministry. It has to be that in the framework of Jesus. We're here because Jesus loves you and deserves people. And just to wrap up the theological part, think about Revelation 7, 9, the end goal of the universe is every tribe and tongue and nation around the throne of God. And this is where God is taking the universe. And for us as the church to be going in the opposite direction of that, it means like we're not the same essence that God has. So for us to truly be a part of God's family, mm-hmm. we must be working towards that Revelation 7, 7, 9 glory around the throne. And it's kind of like if, you know, if you have a friend and they have kids and you just hate their kids, you don't care about them. And you saw their kids walking in the street and you let the kid get hit by a car. Here's an awful friend and you can't claim to love your friend because you don't love their children. So it's the same thing. If we see our our brothers and sisters in the Arab world or in the 1040 window, and we see them, no access to the gospel, and we know that they're not going to see Jesus um, on good terms since they don't submit to him. If we don't try and do something about that, then we totally miss the Father's heart. That's all through scripture, like Hannah said. It's just scripture is bathed in just this missional heart. Uh, So as college students, the popular probably thing in America is not to care, but about people's spirituality, but our job as in the family of God, we, we have to, we're commanded to, and we're commanded to interrupt people's lives and tell them about Jesus. And it's not politically correct, but it's what Jesus tells us to do. Yeah, that's really good. Christ's love compels us yeah. as though we were making an appeal, as though God were making an appeal through us. Like he uses you and I to, to do right. what God ultimately wants to do. So, uh, you know, from, from your guys' opinion, you've, how many uh, different countries were you at um, when you were in college and, and I guess a little bit afterwards? A- yeah, I mean, it's been pretty much every single year, I think, uh, mostly. Yeah, I mean, so, we've been probably to 12 different countries. and uh, Yeah, just any chance we get to take students overseas and expose them and uh, just get their feet wet and pray that God would raise them up to come back long-term. Yeah, we didn't, um, when, when we were on staff with Chi Alpha, our main focus um, was um, international student ministry. And then we were, um, for lack of a better word, the missions director. So we, we planned and implemented all of our mission trips um, at, at San Houston. So we, we, we've sent students. And there's just here. something about going, I mean, it's 1200, you know, it might be $4,000 to go for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. to these kinds of places, but the way it changes your prayer life, the way it exposes you, the skill set it gives you, it just changes things. And even going virtually, I mean, just kind of spending time dwelling on other places in the world and the potential for Jesus to be glorified there. It's just so healthy and it helps us get out of our American bubble and uh, see how most of the world lives and how most of them do not have access yet to the gospel and kind of urges us like, hey, we got to do something. You know, it's, it's a good wake up call. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that I, I think about is we have a lot of um, STEM engineers, bio majors, you know, with us, with us here at Rutgers is a high, uh, big research facility. I think that one of the reasons, at least from my, my point of view, you correct me if you think I'm wrong, is that another reason to go even like what we're thinking about our majors and everything is that really this is a global economy it's a global interface where if you're an engineer you're not just going to be interfacing with people from the united states 
things. Mm -hmm. And even like building your resume is like, one, you're saying yes to Jesus, you're being obedient, but two, you're giving yourself an experience that many other, many other college students may not have the opportunity to do. Mm. That's true. Going to yeah. a place around the world. What have you told uh, college students of why they should experience either a short-term mission trip? I mean, a couple of your thoughts were really good. Was there anything else? Yeah, you know, I do think we, I think it's maybe like 85 or 90% of people, I mean, you know, in our, in, in all Chi Alpha. So eight, basically 90% of people are not going to go as full-time missionaries. So we've had a lot of students over the years say like, I don't feel like the Lord's calling me. And, or they already have a plan for their life and they yeah, know and God's calling them to do that. And that's okay. But I think Elizabeth said it earlier that every single one of us has like a role to play um, in, in, in the great commission. And so, so I think it's incredible. It's, it's important to go, even if you don't necessarily feel like you're going to do this full time um, because you can, you can hear our stories or you can like watch a video and, but there's something about going and I, and that, that will, will make you um, a man or a woman who will, who will like pray for the, I, I just believe like if you go and you, and you see it and you, you, you meet people, um, you see what's happening on the ground, you feel, I think there's, there is an, like a spiritual aspect that, um, that you're going to feel when you're on the ground too. And, and basically what I'm trying to say is like you, you going will make you somebody who will hopefully pray for the rest of your life, or you mm -hmm. will, you'll give to missions in that way too. Like we all have a part to play on the spirit. This is a whole nother, I don't need to go into that, but I'm um, so sorry, but, um, you, uh, <laughs> right on preach it wife. No. Got this. You know what, Matt? No, yeah, I, so I there's nothing like voice. going. I gotta love your your voice, dude. Like it's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, a lot of times people can't understand me, so I, I'm working on articulating because it's just kind of like a low murmur, and uh, so I'm working on it. Let me know if I'm doing good. Give me a thumbs up or down. You're doing you're doing a great job. Right, so uh, we are we've been virtual for a year, um, and some of us are graduating, but some of us are coming back to campus next fall. And there is an event that got canceled last year that happens every four years. Elizabeth would have remembered this. She went as a sophomore, and I remember that Lindsay was a freshman and promised me, she goes, she goes, I will go on the very next one. So now she's got to deal with what she told me five nice. years ago. Lindsay, yeah, she's sitting there going, she's getting ready to say something. She's going to type it in. But uh, what is this thing? It actually, it was the first event um, that I had been to that Chi Alpha did on of such course. a absolutely large scale. I walked into the room. We had just pioneered. We were in year one and brought about six, six students and really just kind of blew my mind. So yeah, can you just give us a little rundown? What is this event that is coming mm -hmm. up in January? Um, mm -hmm. What is it? What does it look like? Why should why should we go? We're going to be making a big, a big push for this. Yeah. It's called the World Mission Summit. Yes. Um, and it does. It happens um, every four years. Um, and it's incredible. Scott Martin, who's our um, national director, him and his wife, they um, they had they had planned this this conference years ago, and it was it was to 
for, for students to, um, to grab a heart of, you know, for, for missions, but essentially what they do is they, they fly in all the missionaries, um, from all the regions. Um, they About fly, thousand, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So from every region, Latin America and Asia Pacific and the Arab world, they fly them in for, um, you know, four or five days. And it's just an incredible experience. Not only do, you, um, but you get, you get the actual opportunity to, to, to see the, you know, to meet missionaries, um, at different, um, specific booths. And then the thing that was really impactful for me was, um, they have these different, um, they're going to call them like experiences. And so, um, they have the Eurasia experience and Africa experience. And they just, it's, it's like a, a simulation is the best word that I can, I can think of. Um, we'll go into this room and, um, you, this, they'll bring like the smells of the, of the, the countries. And, um, there's like a presentation, it, but essentially it's just, it's just grabbing your heart and like, um, giving, just giving you a presentation of, of, um, of these different places. But I just feel like it was, I, I went to my first world mission summit, um, right, right when I graduated. And so I'd already decided to do the CMIT, but, um, it was just the first, I think the very first experience for me where I learned, or I just, the Lord just told me like, you, you have to play like a, a role, um, in, in world missions. Yeah. And they give you so many, I mean, there's so many creative ways to serve the Lord in these unreached countries and other countries and when you come they just pretty much give you a list of these are the needs that we have and here's skill sets that we need and you just feel that responsibility it's like hey i could i know for sure i could serve in that way and for a lot of students it's the first time they actually are confronted with uh just the challenge like who from this group will go and do something about the people not knowing who jesus is and it's very practical and there's a million different avenues to do this and you just get to see missionaries and talk to them and hear about their lives and it just stirs us up for what god is doing around the world and it shows us hey god's actually working outside of our sphere and outside of america mm -hmm. and it gives us an awesome global picture of just what god is doing it's just exciting to celebrate with the missionaries about what god has been doing in their countries and as i tell you if you go with an open mind and a submitted life you'll walk out of there with a new plan and hopefully a new call on your life. And uh, it's, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So it's indispensable. It's worth going Southwest from New Jersey for a little bit. It's, it's worth, it's worth going for sure. I would not miss it. And we Stay hope to be there ourselves. Missouri. We're going to go into the middle of the country. Yeah, there you hey, go. There you go. I, I don't know if we said this before, but um, I think what I'm realizing is many of you are very, very, very smart. <laughs> and engineering majors and business and all of, I don't even know all of your majors, but, um, I, that Dick Brogdon, who's, he's, um, just a leader in, um, in the live dead world. He just talked about how we, we need people, um, who, who have engineering backgrounds, who have marketing and, and business backgrounds. So you take people like Matt and I, we aren't actually, we don't really have a ton of skills. We're not really that smart. I told you I went to college because I didn't have to write an essay. So not a ton of like drive, but just there's like a, we're, we're willing to serve, but we actually need people that are smart, <laughs> that actually have skills to, to run businesses and to, um, you know, those that 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 sort of um 
aspect of, of missions. And so what Matt was talking about is there's so many different avenues. When I went to Dubai and um, there's an entire church planning team there and they all have um, marketing jobs, engineering jobs, they work in Dubai, but um, they, they also work with the Live Dead team and, and planting churches. And so um, I just wanted to throw that out there that at the World Mission Summit, you can actually see like what, what jobs you could actually do over there. Um, but I just wanna say that we really need people <laughs> that actually have skills. We think with your degree, you can get into probably any country in the world. Oh yeah, this so, is just yeah. a side note. Yeah, and that's the thing that's really opening up about world missions is that is that it's the degree that yeah. opens you up to and it gives you the opportunity to yeah. go work, so then you can share Christ. Yeah, that's right. That's really the plan of of Live Dead. Um, so Elizabeth and I were she was a student, she was a sophomore. It was the year that Elizabeth that Lindsay didn't go, but she's going to go to the next world mission summit. Um, and there was this call that they made at the end and they said um I want you to pray about what you want to do with your life mm -hmm. about praying about giving a giving a year praying about a lifetime so like i am full-time into guy alpha you know like this isn't really about me and the holy spirit started to tug on my heart you know they're just like no i want you to fill out this card and walk up and down um to the front of the stage. Now mm -hmm. you have to get a picture. There was how many, the last world mission, 7,000 college students. Yeah. A uh, yeah. thousand world missionaries. Um, who many, who knows how many will be here this year because Chi Alpha nationally is a lot bigger. But I had this tug in my heart. It was undeniable. I'm sitting there praying for Tiffany George, praying for Elizabeth, praying for Hannah and Josh and uh, Catherine next to me. And God calls me. And mm -hmm. the country that I was supposed to go to was India. Little did I know, I just walked down like, God, I don't know how this is going to happen, what the opportunity is going to be. But my heart for the Indian people has been has been broken. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I love India. I love the Indian people. I want to go spend, I'm supposed to go spend six months there to help wow. re-pioneer, whatever the case is. Yes. I thought it was gonna be an opportunity, but what I didn't know then was that a year and a half later, I was gonna be in India for 10 days. And that's where really God wrecked my thing. Elizabeth also walked down um, because God had began to do something in her art. She's a mechanical engineer and about praying, about giving a lifetime, not knowing then that three years later she would graduate from Rutgers in 2019 um or actually 2018 right elizabeth is that a thumbs up 2019 2019 that she was going to give two years and she is uh, she's going to do something else now with cmit so it's awesome yeah. you know it wherever you are um just that opportunity of praying what god wants to do inside of our life I thought I had my life figured out many times and yeah. all these redirects, you know? So there is not that one thing that we're going to do for the rest of our life other yeah, than serve right. Jesus. That's right. That's true. So uh, any last, any last moment here as we, as we jump off here into breakout rooms, we're going to get the privilege of having us guys are going to get to have Matt for a couple of minutes and the girls are going to get to have Hannah. Any uh, last thought? Any last 10%? 10%. 10%. 
You know, I was, um, this is, it's such an incredible opportunity to be with you. And of course you're like, okay, they're, I don't know. I don't know what you think about us, but if you're like, okay, there. Stop it in the chat. What <laughs> no, don't, don't stop it in the chat. What, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is you could look at us and be like, oh, okay, yes, they're in their thirties and they've, you know, whatever. Now they're being world missionaries. Like basically you, like when you're in college, you're kind of like, what is. What are these um, old people? How does it relate to us? How does it relate to us? But what I, what I, what I want to say is, um, I like, um, I know that most of what you're doing right now is virtual, but just taking a step um, to, to, to reach the people on your campus. I don't know what that looks like this year, but if that is even just, I mean, I'm not even sure people talk to each other in the store anymore. So if that's just like get, challenging yourself to talk to somebody in the store or, or sharing about Jesus now, what, I, what I'm trying to say is the Lord wants to, to use you now is what I'm trying to say that he really, I really do believe that he wants to change the world from Rutgers University, from, from you guys. And again, Matt said, you may not feel like you're doing, like my life doesn't really count. My college years didn't really count for eternity, but we really are believing that, um, that, 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 it, that you really can change the world. And so what I'm, so basically just, just starting now, if that's by reaching out to international students on your campus or by praying for, for unreached people groups now, um, just starting now, like tomorrow, like how can I share the gospel with somebody how can i um yeah how like what can i do now like i feel like the lord wants to use you guys now is what i'm trying to say yeah i say similar just don't give up on soul winning we've seen the last 10 years of student ministry we've seen a lot of students give up and because they want to chase money they want to chase career ambition they just want to do what they want and just to see we've seen the exchange where people lay down their life for the souls of others and there's such a glorious fruit there that goes on generation and generation mm -hmm. It's seriously like a spiritual family tree that keeps growing. And we've seen students reject that just because they don't want to do it anymore. So I'll just urge you, don't give up on winning souls to the people around you. Uh, you don't have to have a specific title to win souls. Just do it, even if it's so not awkward. smooth and awkward or whatever. Just interrupt people for the sake of Christ and... Um, just, yeah, just don't give up, I would say, because I was thinking about the people that impacted me, if they would have given up, that I would not know Jesus like I do now. And man, what an impact they made on my life, just because they interrupted me and invited me over and over and over again, while I ignored them for like three or four months straight. Mm -hmm. So I say, please don't give up, because you never know who's on the other side, and you're going to make an impact. Mm -hmm. So we, we cherish time with students, and we really believe you're the hope for America mm -hmm. and the hope for the world because students, you look at history, students mess stuff up for good and for bad, but we know they can do it for good mm -hmm. uh, since y'all have a hold of Jesus. Amen. So uh, you are raising a missions budget to go to Tunisia and North Africa. And we'd like to just, you know, I know I want to, I want to personally give, Towards, towards that mission. And if any of our students tonight want to give towards the PALS on going reaching uh, people for Jesus in North Africa, you can go to our Rutgers Venmo, Venmo at Rutgers Kayafa, and you can give, and all that money, 100% will go to the PALS. Or the other way is that we're gonna put the giving link for their, um, their World Missions account in the chat, and we can give we can give directly that way. 
somebody can have a personal investment in what God is doing in your lives. We really appreciate the time that you've taken here tonight. Yes, thank you. And we'd love for y'all to join our prayer team specifically. So we'll get in contact with Brian. We want, we'd love all y'all praying for us. And for some of you guys to come with us once you graduate, we would love that. If you're encouraged by this message, be sure to follow us on Spotify and share it with your friends. We truly want to see the name of Jesus lifted at Rutgers. To learn more about Chi Alpha, including our gathering times and weekly life groups, visit us online at RutgersChiAlpha.com or hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.